Hi, my name is Anna Marcoline. I'm a psychotherapist and life coach who's been practicing for 25 years. This podcast is my way of continuing to pay it forward. I am here with you as a therapist and life coach, but I'm also coming to you as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and a friend. I'm here with you and I want you to know that you're not alone. Welcome. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 93. It's been a few weeks since I have recorded or put up recordings on the podcast. Some of you may know, many of you don't know that I live in the town next to Highland Park, Illinois, where the shootings took place on July 4th. My office was in Highland Park until COVID. So for 20 years, I had an office there. Highland Park Hospital is a hospital I worked out for many years. It is where my Target is. It is where my Starbucks is. And it's where almost all of my friends live. I'm intimately connected to Highland Park. So on the 5th of July, myself as well as my colleagues moved into high gear, working on getting services and moving into crisis intervention for all of those who have been affected by the shooting. And that is pretty much all I did Tuesday through Friday of that week, seeing my clients doing crisis intervention with new people, as well as helping out at the hospital for, um, there was a large, actually 570 (laughs) to be exact, therapists who signed up to help with free counseling services to anyone who was looking for support. So that was a pretty intense week. And I'm telling you all this because I found that I was not doing a very good job with my own self-care. I talk about self-care with every single client, whether they be a therapy client or they be a coaching client. Self-care is that important for our mental health. Good nutrition, good sleep, getting exercise, and taking care of yourself mentally through therapy, meditation, social networks. I'm talking about all of it with my clients. And I found that I was doing a very poor job. And it wasn't until we went to our friend's lake house in Wisconsin that weekend, that Sunday, I wanted to just sleep. Everybody was getting up and going out on the lake and having fun and playing. And I went back to my bedroom and lied down for a couple of hours and then got up. I had no interest in being with anybody. And I had no interest in going on the lake, being on a boat, riding wave runners, they're all having fun, and no desire. I did not care. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to sleep, and then when I got up, I just sat in the chair and and stared at the lake, and my friend came in and was like, what's up? And I just started crying. And then I realized this is not normal. I mean, I normally would be out there having fun, you know, hanging out with all my friends, being a goofball, enjoying the water, enjoying the, the, the lake toys, and I could have cared less. This has happened to me probably two other times in my professional life. One, the last time was over 10 years ago when I worked in oncology and I was seeing all of the uh, stage four terminal cancer patients. So I'd seen many, many, many of my patients die, was counseling them, anticipatory grief of the family, was counseling them about their death, working with hospice. And I was the only therapist in that oncology clinic and I did it for years and I finally hit a wall. And it was just too much for me. 
And then my first job out of graduate school, it happened when I worked in a pediatric intensive care unit, as well as a neonatal intensive care unit. But what burned, so that was also about a lot of crisis, sick babies, premature babies, babies dying. But more than that, what really burned me out was the child abuse that I was seeing. And I could not see one more abused child. And I burned out. And it's a way it's not a great thing because I was good at what I did. And if I had taken care of myself and received at that time, possibly the support or the outside therapy consultation for what it was that I was doing, or maybe I joined like, I don't think there was this at the time, but if there was something like a professional collegial support group, I maybe would have stayed in those jobs longer because uh, especially the oncology work, I absolutely loved working in oncology, but I burnt out and I get to the point where I just hit a wall and I have to go. And I found myself in the same situation after the shootings on July 4th. I, you can't not unhear what you've heard. And a friend said to me earlier in that week, she said to me, how are you doing? I said, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. She said, you better take care of yourself, Anna. You better take care of yourself because you're, you're taking in a lot. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't have time to listen to that. Well, was she ever right? Because I really hit a wall. And then what happened was my friends is generous and, and they're so wonderful. They said, why don't you come back up here during the week? We're not going to be here. Come up, bring your dog bring all your stuff for work. You can work up here, but just come up here, get out of Dodge, get out of the area where we live, come back up and just be alone. And that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what I needed because during the week, it's pretty quiet up there. There's a lot of people uh, who have, uh, or up there for the weekends, their, their weekend homes. It was silent. There was no boats on the lake. It was silent. And I just went for walks and runs with my dog saw my clients, but that was the rejuvenation and the self-care that I needed. So I'm telling you all this because I think it's really important that sometimes we think we're doing self-care, but it, we're living in a vacuum and it's our life is flying right by us. And all that time we realize that we're not checking in with ourselves. I was not checking in with myself. I was not checking in with where I was feeling stress in my body because it shows up in my neck and my shoulders. It shows up in headaches. I had all of that, but I just was flying past it. And look what happened. When you don't take care of yourself and you fly past your bodies and your mind's signs and symptoms that you go into red alert, time to slow down, time to slow down, it's going to catch up with you and it'll make you slow down. Because what happens is I've seen this with clients. They actually get physically ill. We get physically sick or the mental health issues deepen. We go into a dark, low place with depression, anxiety, other issues can ramp back up. Maybe it's, you know, lot, uh, lack of sleep or no sleep. Maybe it's really crappy nutrition, people eating processed crappy foods. They know they're not good for them, but it feels good right in that moment because they're looking for any kind of feel good or maybe doing the opposite of not eating. Uh, not at, uh, routines get off where people stop exercising or they're they're not consistent with it. Things that people do when they're not in crisis that make them feel really good and really healthy, they all seem to fall off the edge. So I know that and I did it myself. So just wanted to share all that with you, let you know I'm right there with you and that self-care is something that we need to be very intentional about and we need to 
to stay on top of it. Because if you if we don't, then look what happened to me. I'm sure many of you listening can relate to this. We find that the days go by, the weeks go by, and we will just come to a screeching halt. And our body will let us know and it will force us to take a, a look at ourselves. So all that to say, self-care is something that we all need to focus on, I think, on the daily, to be checking in with ourselves, to see where we feel in our bodies, what are we doing, just to really be loving and nurturing and to ourselves and to honor where we are. Okay, so moving into what I want to talk to you all about this morning, it's the morning when I'm recording this, is talking about baggage from your past. And I think This is an important topic. I'm finding this a lot with my coaching clients. I find that my coaching clients, what will happen is we will talk about where they are in their present day life and where they want to be. Many people, they're coming to me because they want to make changes or they're struggling with moving beyond where they are today and they're they're looking towards their future. They want something to be different, maybe a job, maybe it's a move, maybe it's having a child, maybe it's wanting to get out into the dating world again or get into the dating world. They want to find love, uh, their life partner. And something is keeping them back. And for so many people, I can't talk to them. And this is what I think differentiates me from other life coaches. I can't talk to them about where they are in the present moment without doing a little bit of a deep dive into the past. There are coaches who will do this. But as a clinical life coach and somebody who is an expert in mental health, I'm always looking back into, okay, what is it that's holding you back? Because for almost all of us, maybe not everyone, but I'm telling you, I've been doing this almost three decades. For almost all of us, there is something in our past that's keeping us stuck with moving forward. And when we do the deep dive, I think it's really important to to acknowledge the words or the sentences that are you were saying inside your mind, your monologue, your narrative of what you're telling yourself about what you can or cannot do. And for many people, they have a negative monologue. They've got this noise that's in their head. It could be imposter syndrome. You'll never get there. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You know, I'm really not pretty enough. Um, I need to lose those 10 pounds and then I'll be able to get there. Or I'm just such a disorganized ADHD mess that uh, I I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to move forward in my life. We have narratives that are going on in our minds. So much of this comes from something that was said to us when we were young. Maybe as a teacher, maybe it was a coach. For many of us, it was a parent. It was a parent who said something critical, something that we felt as as a kid it was a put down really. And we are stuck on it. It's all, it's like the circular thinking. We're going in circles. We keep remembering what was said to us. So I think it's really important that, so for those who had maybe something mean or critical that was said to them, it's really important to go back to that time that it was said. And I really, what I would recommend, I have, I have all my coaching clients do this. I really want you to remember the age you were when something negative or critical or bad was said or done to you. And I really want you to talk to that little boy or that little girl. And I want you to talk to them as you would speak to your seven-year-old self today or your six-year-old, your five-year-old self today. Think about, and if you need help, go get a picture. 
I have my clients get a picture of themselves when they were younger, maybe when you were five or you were seven. I have a picture of myself on my desk from when I was six years old, my first year in the swim team, in my cute little green Speedo and my hairs and pigtails. I look like Pippi Longstocking. And I have that picture. And that is my inner child work that I have done a lot of work on. And sometimes now I'll look at her and I will remember her when I'm having a down moment or I get self-critical or I think, ugh, I I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I want to do it. I talk to that little girl and I tell her, you got this. You can do this. Look at you. You're on the swim team. You, you You learned how to swim freestyle when you were six years old. You can do this. It really does help. So what I would recommend all of you do is go get a picture, put it where you can see it, put it up on your bathroom mirror, put it in your, maybe your planner at work. I want you to have that near you. Okay. Put it on your desk and I want you to look at that little girl or that little boy. And I want you to talk to that child the way you would talk to your younger self. Would you talk, and I've done this before. I've talked about this on, I think on reels, on Instagram and on TikTok. Would you say to that little six, seven year old little girl, little boy, you're not good enough. You'll never be able to do it. Doubt it. You would not say those things to your, that little boy or that little girl. Don't say it to yourself now. Okay. So I want to start with that. Number two, to be able to move out from the baggage from your past, sometimes we have to, what we call radical acceptance. Sometimes we have to accept that people did not very nice things to us or that we did very not not very nice things to other people. Sometimes, so if you can't forgive yourself right now or you can't forgive others, what I want you to do is move into radical acceptance. What that does is it takes the power away that the other person still has on you because when we are not able to forgive, we harbor resentments, it keeps us in sort of an internal jail inside ourselves. So before you can forgive, move into acceptance, okay? Just accept that it happened, that this is the way it is, and maybe at some point you can move into a place of forgiveness. If you can forgive, that's wonderful. That's even better. But I want to be realistic and know that not everybody can forgive right away. That is a process unto itself. I want you to honor your past. I want you to honor that all of these things happened. And if you can't do it right now, you will probably be able to do this in your future. I want you to honor the past and that all that happened to get you to where you are today. It's with that knowledge and that experience. When you work it through, you can move into from surviving to thriving. And that's where you make the changes and it'll propel you forward into your future and whatever it is that you want to do in your life. Okay, so I want you to move into radical acceptance. If you can forgive, forgive. You may need to forgive yourself for things you did or said. You may need to forgive others. And that doesn't mean that that's a phone call or that's an email. This might be somebody from 20, 30, 40 years ago that you are not in touch with, maybe they're not even alive, but you can do that forgiveness inside yourself towards them. You can do that work. And if you can't forgive right now, I want you to move into what we call radical acceptance. It's radical to accept that this happened or I did this or that they did this to me. Just accept it. There is liberation in that. And I want you to honor your past. I want you to honor all the things that happened because that is what made you the unique and wonderful person that you are today with all of your 
pockmarks on your face, with all of your foibles, with all those character flaws that every single one of us has, all of that is what's gotten you to where you are today. That's how we move ahead, okay? So in order to move ahead, we've got to work on that baggage from the past. And if you need to do the deeper dive, think about doing inner child work. I'll talk about it a little bit more on the podcast. I'm actually taking a very deep dive course on it right now and uh, with some of the most respected and astute people in the field of psychology. And uh, I did this many, many years ago, but I'm back at it again. There's new research, there's new science, there's new um, um, uh, studies talking about neuroplasticity, which are fascinating. So I'll be back on here talking with you all about that because I want to share that information with you. You need to know it. Okay, so this is a short one today. Please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It makes all the difference in the world since 2020, since COVID. We, there were 1.5 to 6 million podcasts, but since COVID, there are more than 2 million podcasts out there. If you can take 30 seconds, scroll down to the bottom of your phone, click on review, give me five stars and say a few words. I would really, really appreciate it. And hey, reach out to me. Let me know you did it. And maybe I'll read your uh, review on the podcast. Okay, everyone, mad love until next time.